This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Wednesday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Senate Agriculture Committee has reviewed a handful of officials poised to join the Commodity Futures Trading Commission and hopes to get them confirmed quickly. That's the word of John Bozeman, the committee's top Republican. Speaking to reporters following a confirmation hearing for Commissioner nominees Christy Goldsmith-Romero, Kristen Johnson, Summer Mersinger, and Caroline Pham, Bozeman said he wants to see their committee and floor votes happen quickly. No, we're going to, to get this done as quickly as possible. And I don't anticipate any problems. We, we will uh, have a vote as soon as possible. Uh, and then uh, report them out. Hopefully we'll get them to the floor and, and, and just get them done, you know, through UC or whatever. The CFTC typically has five commissioners, but is presently operating with only two, including one whose term expires next month. The Biden administration is in the process of implementing the 2021 infrastructure bill, but some senators want to make sure the new legislation doesn't ignore familiar priorities. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. Midwest senators are concerned about a potential emphasis on electric vehicles as the Biden administration implements the new infrastructure law. There's $5 billion to build out a nationwide network of charging stations. Speaking at a Senate hearing today, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg recognized an ongoing need for what he called homegrown fuels. One area where I think there's increasing interest, while there, of course, is a continued very important role in fueling the cars on the road today, is around sustainable aviation fuels. As to distributing money in the law, Buttigieg assured senators his department is not taking a one-size-fits-all approach. They will consider the local or regional context of each proposal, and they're trying to make applying for grants easier. Knowing that the the easier we can make our processes to navigate, the more we're going to see uh, rural communities, communities with uh, fewer resources, able to take advantage of it. On equity, Massachusetts Senator Ed Markey also pointed to lower income and high population density areas. It's imperative for us to focus upon communities, upon equity questions, on making sure that multi-housing units and communities that probably aren't always thought of to be the first place where electric vehicles are going to be uh, operating uh, are also a part of this planning. The secretary agreed that's a priority. He added that lower income people who can access them stand to gain the most as the vehicles have lower maintenance and fueling costs. Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. A new USDA tool could expand if popularity grows. AgriPulse's Hannah Pagel has more. Post-application coverage endorsement, also known as PACE, could expand outside its pilot program areas if producers express demand for the crop insurance option. PACE provides risk management coverage to corn producers who decide to split apply nitrogen on their operation, providing payments for projected yield loss if producers are unable to apply nitrogen in season. The program is currently available in select counties throughout the Corn Belt. David Zanoni is the senior underwriter at USDA's Risk Management Agency. Speaking on today's webinar about new crop insurance offerings, he says the first thing the agency will do is look at the pros and cons of PACE. What type of issues pop up? What do people like about it, though? What are those pros? And so do we need to expand kind of around the area that's that's successful? Um, do we need to try new areas? Do we need to have policy revisions? Are there rate adjustments that are required? I mean, there's a lot of different solutions based on what type of problem you have. Zanoni says the program could expand outside the pilot areas if growers express interest and in access to the program. The way that typically works is these submitters work with growers of 
hey, there's a demand out here. I would buy this product if you could get it out here. And we can help connect um, growers with the submitter um, to have those conversations. Because then when the submitter comes to our board of directors, say, hey, I've got a letter here from growers in the Chesapeake Bay Area that say that they're ready to buy. Just get it out here. And that's that's a powerful statement to our board that there's a reason to try expanding that. To learn more about PACE or to watch today's webinar, head to agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Hannah Pegel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. There are more than 140 million acres of farmland used in conservation and wildlife habitat efforts. That's equal to the size of New York and California combined. Learn more at fb.org forward slash sustainability. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.